Welcome to the Energy Impact Heal Yourself, Heal the Planet podcast, where we seek out the best tools that have helped people to heal themselves and the latest advice from top holistic practitioners in the area of health and wellness. We also have inspiring conversations with individuals that are helping to heal the planet and leave this world in a better place. Hello folks, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Fantastic to have you back. And if you're listening for the first time, welcome. We're going to be speaking about water and the importance of water. You know, we are 70% water and it has so many functions in life and to keeping us alive. You know, what's the first thing that people look for on a new planet, whether it has water or not? What do they look for in a settlement where if you want to set up a little town or community, you've got to make sure it has water. And we talk about the importance of making sure we're drinking more water and staying hydrated and the importance of getting the best water you can. So it's a fantastic podcast and we've got Gus Wood on who has been on a massive journey since he had open heart surgery at 18 years old and he's been looking into holistic things of how he can improve himself and his own health and he discovered the fundamental importance of clean living water that was after he was taking some pills that were causing him to have massive dehydration and so this led him to create H2 Origins which is an educational platform on sharing the importance of quality water and he wants to raise awareness about water and the solutions for clean living water supply. He's also passionate about, you know, having clean rivers and clean access to water. And yeah, what we discuss here on this podcast is the importance of drinking more water. So many people are chronically dehydrated a lot of the time. And what happens when you're dehydrated? and how to know if you're dehydrated so it's a fantastic podcast where we really just spend time to talk about the different facets of water and it needs it it needs that time because it's such an important part of our life so without further ado let's get into the podcast and talk to Gus enjoy Gus Wood Pleasure to have you on the Energy Impact podcast. How are you doing? Good, thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me on. Fantastic. So you're super passionate about water. And likewise with myself, you went even yesterday with a couple of our friends on a three-hour round trip to Mm. a spring, the Kaimai Springs, over by Coromandel, to get amazing spring water. What was the, for the people listening, what was the purpose of doing that massive trip? You guys picked up 200 liters of amazing fresh spring water. Correct, man, from Mother Nature itself. Um, Yeah, I'm super passionate about water and I think all deep down we are super super passionate about water. Like we all need it. It's a necessity to our long, uh, long life and vitality. It's, it's, um, it's fundamental. It's probably the single most important thing you can do to improve your health is to have a quality water source. 
And I, I think that seems like common sense to when we think about it rationally, but to embody that and drink more water and have good water on, on tap, hopefully, uh, is key. So when you have a spring, like spring water in New Zealand, very lucky, Mother Nature, untouched, hasn't been filtered or, you know, been uh, put through any, any uh, I guess, a water treatment system. Um, it's just from the source. You gotta go get it. You gotta go on the water mission. I'm always up for a water mission, man. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember my first introduction actually to Ararimu spring water was yeah. my dad was diagnosed with cancer at around 45, mm. and he had multiple myeloma. And one of the things he did was have Ararimu spring water, and he'd pick that up from say Harvest Whole Foods or one of the organic stores around and yeah it was like okay suddenly we're not drinking tap water i remember someone came around with a machine or something to show how much like metals and different things was in the tap water yeah and like the murkiness of it compared to a pure water source and it was pretty fascinating Mm -hmm. so what is the difference between your regular tap water that most people sort of get and these other Mm. spring waters Great question, and it's good that your dad took that initiative at that time. Uh, uh, there is more than the eye can see in our water. Not all water is created equal. Um, and we want to have water, essentially, at the macro level, that is flowing, that is alive, that is clean, that nourishes the body, and uh, we can clean our food with it. Um, we, we can just rely that that water source is always there. Uh, because you can only survive a couple of days without water. So you want the optimal water to have on site, on your all time, always know where clean water is. Um, but when it comes to water today, it is very hard to get clean water all the time. Like I remember Valley, I actually, I actually consumed that water when I first got to Auckland as well. And the first thing I remember was the taste and the silkiness of the water. It was great and i remember i was like i'm not going back to drinking auckland tap water mm-hmm. um and it sounds quite it sounds quite like self-righteous or uh oh, i don't want to drink the tap water but once you become aware of what's in our water and what's happening to our water supplies it's really hard to go back especially because the taste is probably the the biggest one um so having good spring water if you have access to that in your neighborhood it is it is a key it is key um however we all don't have that luxury in the world and some parts of new zealand as well it's really hard to get good water uh we're treating our water very heavily in all parts of the world even queenstown new zealand's most top like tourism destination uh its water systems are heavily treated with chlorine and other chemicals and pollutants can be found in our waterways so it's really sad to hear this this happening to our water supply because we rely on it so much, more than we actually think. And I think it's about regaining touch with your local water source and actually knowing where it comes from. It's important. Um, and just to know that you have access to that. You don't own water, that no one owns water, but you rely on it heavily for your health, for your vitality, for your energy. Um, and when you don't have water, access to water that, that that quality, you start reaching for other things. Your energy starts to oh, think, oh, I need a coffee or I need, um, you know, caffeine or foods. 
it starts to want to get that energy elsewhere. So mm. I really believe most people have never had, you know, good access to clean water in our lifetime consistently. Um, and if you can get spring water and uh, other technologies like ionization machines, things like this, that can really improve the life of your water so you can have it consistently and drink, uh, I think, like three liters over 24 hours. So like having that access is, is incredible for your health and vitality. And uh, yeah, I, that's why I think that I just feel that in my body, um, a big shift has happened in the last two years by choosing that one thing, not, okay, what foods or smoothies should I incorporate into my diet or what fitness things should I do? Um, the next trend I've just focused on, how do I stay hydrated? And that has significantly changed everything else that I bring in to my health and well-being. Hey everybody, we'll get you back to the podcast very shortly. Just wanting to make a massive shout out to Energy Cryptocurrency. Energy Crypto is funding this podcast and helping the Energy Impact team to leave the world in a better place than when we found it. Energy was conceived by Tommy on the 4th of July 2017, which was Independence Day in the USA. It's created with the heart of freedom and liberation for humanity. Tommy's vision is that of a powerful, self-sufficient and economically optimized cryptocurrency, which alone is very rare in the space. Combined with smart contract capabilities, decentralized governance and strong moral leadership, as well as being a lot better for the environment because it uses proof of stake instead of proof of work. If you want to learn more about energy crypto, you can head to www.energy with an I. Dot world, or if you want to purchase some energy cryptocurrency, one of the main exchanges where you can purchase it is KuCoin. That's KU Coin. Now, getting you back to the podcast. Amazing. Yeah, because it makes sense because we are 60 to 70% water. And now you weren't always into finding the best water source, mm. you've been on a health journey of, of your own. Can you talk a little bit about that, the health journey? and finding out about water mm. yeah good question and happy to go into it uh holistically i think about my health so water is actually just a pillar of that as well and when i was on the journey of seeking truths because i wasn't in a good way mentally or physically had strong mental health issues like depression and um a little bit of anxiety but more just really stagnant and not motivated to get up out of bed um, and physically, I had, I had open heart surgery when I was 18, and that put a lens on my uh, my world of how do I get out of this state? Not just like oh, this one moment I started and wanted to seek out everything at once. It was it was a journey, and um, yeah, heart surgery was was a big awakening for me. Before that, I didn't really care what water I drank or what fluids I put into my body, uh, what foods I put into my body. I didn't really have a, an eye for it. I lost a bit of motivation there. And that's probably what put me into that really dark place. Um, but that, that leverage, that catalyst for change um, of having heart surgery and then the repercussions of emotional health, mental health issues to follow, uh, really made me seek out the truths. And when you, ha- when you want to know the truth, you're going to find it and you're going to use your energy just to yeah find it because you 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 can't go without that yeah just that that change you got to make change so for water when it came to water um 
the more research I did about health and well-being, um, that was coming up a lot. And uh, I was on some medication at the time. I, I was, I was uh, chronically dehydrated, and it was a side effect of the medication I was having was encouraging that dehydration to come to the surface. So it was really like I'm not feeling flash at all. It's not fun. Um, so I started researching water itself. I realized that my tap water wasn't doing justice. I started drinking that more, and that didn't add up. Um, it was like I wasn't feeling any better. So I was like, okay, I've got to change my water source. And I remember when I was back in Auckland, I had the Rima Valley. So I was like, how do I, how do I get that down in Queenstown? I was down in Queenstown at the time. Um, so I'd hike down to the local, uh, there's a place called Bush Creek. You can collect water there. So I was getting that for free, you know, from Mother Nature. That must be some good stuff down there. It was good. It was good. Queenstown, New Zealand. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's lush. And uh, that, was, that was 10 minutes away. Drive the truck down. Heavy lifting, but worth it once a week. Um, and then I started traveling a lot more and realizing that I needed water more often. And the more cities I went to in Australia, Asia, uh, oh, the United States recently, it's really hard to find water on the move, let alone quality water. So yeah, that was a journey. What are some of the effects of dehydration some effects just to let you know that i'm not a health professional and that my scope of practice isn't of um yeah it's just a, a journey you're passionate about it though passionate yeah and you've been on your own health journey so it's yeah well uh, uh, one thing that ha that happens to you is you start to lose energy at the first point you start to know that hey i've got brain frog it could be a sign of the brain swelling. Your joints are stiff. You, you're not feeling good after exercise as much. Your recovery time is way longer than it should be. Um, depends where you are on the scale of am I healing from uh, a, a disease or injury or physical surgery or am I finishing my rugby training and wanting to you know just replenish for the next training? Like Where are you on that scale? So for me, I was trying to heal and that that the water I was drinking wasn't doing justice. So I feel like the the key the key to having good water is is mainly at for everyone to have health. It's like to have long lives and feel healthy and feel good day to day as well. Eh? Day to day. Because yeah, I notice a lot when I say I'm just feeling a bit anxious or a bit off. Mm. bit sluggish and if i haven't had water and one of the ways i look at that is you know it's easy in the pee if you can see in your pee mm. that you're it's a little bit more yellow then you're dehydrated and it, when i have a lot of water i just just feel way better yeah. it's like oh that was what i needed to do to feel better and sometimes as well it's we're not even it's not that we need to have more food it's maybe that we just need yeah, to man. stay super hydrated, way more hydrated. Totally. And you you find that day to day, if I'm drinking more water consistently as well, that um, I, because I've got a quality water access all the time, I drink maybe oh, 
three liters a, a day on a good day. If I'm at home at base, you know, I've been working out and I want to, I've got a, like a gallon bottle from Organic Mechanic. I've got this, yeah, it's good, man. And it's like, I just refill that every day. And that's my gauge of how much water I've drunk and whether I get through half of that or a full bottle of that depends on what I've been doing and how my energy feels. But I know that when I've had, a, you know, when you've had enough food, like if you've had your breakfast, lunch, and then on top of that, you're still hungry. It's quite, quite often the case is you're just dehydrated. You just mm. need a big drink. You're like, damn, I actually don't need that extra piece of, uh, I don't know, like pizza or something. Depends what you're eating. <laughs> yeah. But like just whatever you're going for might not be necessary. Quite often it's a coffee. People hit that low in the afternoon. I find that that's for the listeners out there. Like we've all been through that stage where we go through a work day, wake up nine o'clock you know start work at nine o'clock sorry and that you head into the afternoon and there's that slump around two or three o'clock and we've probably hit you know natural caffeine um maybe you've had your coffee in the morning you've had one at lunchtime and you just keep rolling with that it's not good for you to have that much coffee first and foremost but there's that slump where you just hit a wall and if you had more water on site and on tap you probably wouldn't hit that as hard and have to rely on other things such as food and mm. caffeine. I think that's a very common story for a lot of people, yeah. whether they know it or not. Yeah. And so for the people out there, what are some ways they can enable themselves to drink more water? First and foremost, having a bottle that you carry around with you as a reminder for yourself and also to have access to it. Um, you don't have to carry around a big heavy bottle like I do. I just prioritize that. Um, but having a good bottle that you can reuse and refill at cafes or at your workplace, at your home, um, yeah, just on the move. You want to be able to have that on the move because, yeah, you're not at home by your tap or with your water equipment or whatever you choose to invest in. You're not by the creek. So access is a big thing. A bottle will encourage you to do that and seek out that access. Um, there's good ways you can remind yourself too is like just before you go and consciously tuning into this like just before you go buy that extra coffee or that extra bit of food do i really need this or maybe i should just have a glass of water first mm -hmm. then see how you feel it's not saying hey don't eat or don't have that that coffee it's like how do i actually feel right now using it as a bit of a space to gauge um finding your local like your local spring if you have a local spring great get amongst it it is worth it and you'll have a lot more energy for the things that you do in your day um so spring yeah. water for people that, that aren't familiar with that word is yeah water that's come from deep underground yes and come up and has all these amazing minerals yep. through the surface of alkalinity of the earth it's usually higher in alkalinity and yeah really natural so it just kind of makes sense that it hasn't had all these different chemicals or been through pipes that maybe are rusted or mm. have different runoff into them yep that's right and also knowing where that source is actually coming from does it have any um does it have anything wrong with it you know checking in with your local water source is a big one where does your water come from is there a site as well that people can look to see if there's springs around? Yeah, your local government body should report on all your water. Uh, that's, a, that's a key one. So in Auckland, if you went on to, um, I'm sure if you went onto the council website, or they would have a link to uh, water treatment and where that water comes from. 
most people um you know we just we just think about the tap and the, the end access our awareness is there but if you are interested go to your local body and find out where your water's coming from um, find out what they're putting in your water too it's good for awareness not out of fear but out of you know so you, you know what you're drinking it's very important your body is super reliant on water so having that in mind um quality water uh your spring you can find like local um websites will report on if you just search spring water yeah. in your local town what's yeah. going to come up nice um unfortunately that's not that's not the the case for a lot of people and it's really becoming more of a rare story like even in new zealand it's uh going to the kaimine ranges i was like yeah sign me up i'm keen to see this spot and um yeah it's great water like respect and i've still got that there and the forest is pristine along that area that was awesome um but a big thing is the the big thing is the is the life in the water so if you have if you have uh, this is a great analogy. If you have uh, fresh f- uh, fruit and vegetables from the supermarket and you put that in the fridge, over those three to four days that you have in the fridge, sometimes you, you don't get to eating them. You, you cause a bit of waste. It's okay. You, you, you come back to the fridge and some of them are rotten away. The charge and the life of that, that vegetable or that piece of fruit has started to leave. It's been picked from the source and it's been put in your fridge and then it's faded away. So the nutrients and everything is sort of embodied in that and water too if we go to the river the local spring we fill up that water container and then uh we fill up that water container and you've probably got about three to four days same as food that that charge and that water is going to fade out so we've lost that relationship that we have with water that indigenous have had with water for a very long time that it is special it has life and that we can't just take that for granted. So mm, that is a common thread which mm. you see around the world. Indigenous people who have lived a lot longer than we have, um, living in, in that sort of culture mm. compared to the West of this sort of consumeristic uh, economy, sort of capitalism culture. Mm. They seem to have lived a lot more in line with nature and with water, with the trees, with the earth. And they do view um, water as sacred. Mm. Yeah, man. And I liked what we were chatting before, what you were saying was, what's the first thing people look for on a new planet? Haven't been to space, but water is, is what you look for. Uh, if you want to go find new settlement and new life, this is bringing back to earth a little bit. If you think about where you go to a, um, a new space, if you were going to go set up a township or a community, what's the first thing you're going to think? Do we have water access? And where does that come from? Um, I think that it's, it's, it's so important that we've lost touch with that, that connection that indigenous, as you're saying, have had for a very long time. And the Maori people here, uh, the Native Americans, um, such as these, all cultures around the world, had the knowledge that the health of the water is the health of its people. Because we are 60 to 70% water. Yeah, and your organs, the vitality of your insides, require water. Full stop. Like, done. Full stop. You need water to replenish 
insights, better digestion, mm-hmm. uh, better optimal energy, um, chronic hydration. Chronic dehydration is just uh, rampant. Rampant, and you might not know it as well. You might be just the body is super resilient. It might just be coping, mm. coping with that. Um, so, how much per day should people be drinking on average? Uh, the classic is like eight glasses a day. You know, have you heard that when you're growing up? Yeah, yeah. I think that um, if you're getting good quality water, uh, that could vary. You know, you could have like a a big bottle that you have with you just make sure you drink a good a good amount of that each day um but eight glasses is a great gauge and i feel i feel like it's just depending on what you've been doing each day as well think about it if you've been exercising more you're an athlete you're going to need more water than the other individual that's just not moving the body much and stuff but for the average adult drink eight glasses a day Mm -hmm. yeah and in terms of liters is there a gallon a gallon to around three liters. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're a bigger person, a bit more, smaller person, yep. a bit less. Yeah. Your water body. Yep. Replenish it. Hey, everyone. That was the podcast with Gus Wood. Unfortunately, we lost a little bit. There was a bit of a technical difficulty, but that was the main content of water and why it's so amazing and why we need to be drinking more of it. So if you want to follow more of what H2 Origins is up to, which is Gus Wood's company, you can go to Instagram and find him at H2 Origins or Gus Wood on Instagram as well, Gus with two S's, Wood. Also, he's on LinkedIn, Facebook, and yeah, follow what they're up to. He's doing amazing work spreading education around water which is fantastic and we have some exciting news the energy impact website is now live so this is huge and you know the team has been working on this for months now and it's finally here you can learn more about what we're up to in terms of projects also how you can get involved as well as learn different things on how you can heal yourself and heal the planet. We've got amazing video series with amazing people on there that are sharing really epic information. So head on over to impact.energy.world. I'll leave that in the description. And have an amazing week, and we look forward to seeing you next week on the podcast.